0: Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May first, twenty twenty four, at eleven thirty Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life changing direct services provided to more than forty thousand children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there.
1: Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, microbatch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. When we first started... We each brought a cocktail in here because we were so nervous about doing this that it was like, we were like, okay, are we going to sit in the car and drink it or are we going to drink it inside? And all of that was just nerves. And now um, we come flying in on two wheels. You can't fake like the comfort or the
0: energy or any of that. And I, I enjoy listening to them a lot. I feel like I'm learning things about Raleigh.
1: You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. RMO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. People know us as their city magazine, but we've really grown in the last year, well beyond that. We're now an omnichannel multimedia company. We have the magazine, which is our baby and our first, but we also have a super popular twice-weekly free newsletter with fresh new content weekly. We have an Instagram channel with the most followers of any local media company, and we have a CBS 17 monthly spot. And of course, we have this podcast, Office Talk. We say it all the time, Raleigh Magazine's M.O. is telling stories no one else is telling. And we were told for more than a year that we needed to extend past the magazine and website and add a podcast. But we don't do anything half-ass. If we're going to do it, we are all in and we have to do it right. We had to figure out how to make it hip, provocative, and most importantly, distinct from the magazine. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Hausam to talk about launching a podcast and look back on the last year. I have to say, I remember the moment that you came in and said, we're
0: doing it. <laughs> because you're right, it was like a year in the making. But uh, when you met with our producer, Jason, and you came back and were like, so we're doing it. It starts in like a week and we'll figure it out or whatever it was. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well. But, but at the same time, this is something that had been put a lot of thought into up to that point. We knew that we wanted our model to be different. Uh, Neither of us were huge podcast fans. It was something that we had talked a lot about, but mostly because we found the interview format unappealing. Right. Um, No offense to anyone who does that. Obviously, it works for a lot of people. I mean, podcasts are very popular, obviously. It just wasn't us. It didn't fit us. We were determined to to never do anything sleepy, so our podcast couldn't be a snooze fest. And so we just didn't want to, you know, interview museum directors about the latest exhibit or, like, ho-hum things that are And also things are just like in the magazine. And exhibits are great, but not necessarily great fodder for a local podcast. It's like not riveting content, right?
1: Yeah, and, and I will say, we've been approached by lots of people. And when Jason approached us and, and really showed me on paper how this could be easy and they would make it easy and they promised to do most of the work and they have, it made it seem like something we could take on. And it has been, it's been a lot of fun. But finding a way that we could do it to share the content of the magazine without feeling like we were just regurgitating the magazine on a weekly basis. Then there, as you say, they came that aha moment. We get asked all the time, where'd you get that story? How'd you find that story? Where'd you get that idea? And and I've always said I wanted the magazine to sort of have make you feel like you had the inside baseball, the inside scoop on the city or on a topic. And most of the time, how we get our story is pretty interesting, it, mm-hmm. and and it's part of the process. And there's a lot of things that don't make it into the story.
0: Yeah, they're not not every story can be you know four pages long, right? Nope. And the other aspect of that is that we realized that the chat format was something that would really work for us. I mean, you certainly are the host, but you don't interview me. like We have a conversation about what's going on and or you have conversations with other people. And so that has made it fun for us. It has worked for us. It fits our our identity and our MO, but it also makes us stand apart.
1: I will tell you this. I thought about this today as we were driving over to tape this. When we first started we each brought a cocktail in here because we were so nervous about doing this that it was like, we were like, okay, are we going to sit in the car and drink it? Or are we going to drink it inside? And all of that was just nerves. And now um, we come flying in on two wheels with, you know.
0: That's funny. I thought about that too, because um, my first experience, we, we both did a podcast before we oh. started a podcast and you did one with ncf and and I did one with AirFluence, which is our producers now. And airfluence has this shirt i was a little tipsy when i did that because i was so scared remember i kept trying to get out of it God, I'm she was admit terrified that now. She, she wanted to cancel i was like so i'm gonna try to cancel this nope but, uh nobody would let me but jason gave me the shirt after we were done that says record drunk edit sober i wear that shirt so proudly and i actually thought that we would have to be tipsy forever like i didn't in the very beginning think that i would be able to do it without just it's just like one drink you know to take Oh no, yeah just and I, relax but then i also was like God, i don't want to, have to drink like a Drink at 2 p.m. every Thursday, like this is ridiculous. But now we never have a drink, and like we, like you said, (laughs) rolling on tools. So now we have almost 50
1: episodes under our belts. Can you believe that? I can't. It's a lot of time together in the studio, it's a lot of time with Jason listening to us talk. (laughs) Like,
0: are they still talking? But he probably has his AirPods. (laughs) We have found we have an array of listeners, and some you know, we've learned a lot along the way, and some people. What's interesting too is just still trying to make it work for everyone. Some people really do want us to cover the content in the magazine because yeah. we found that they like to listen to us when they commute and they don't necessarily have time in their busy schedules to read the magazine, you know cover to cover. And so they they want us to do podcasts on the story so that they can consume it that way. whereas others are readers of avid readers of the magazine who do read it cover to cover and they don't want it to feel repetitive. and so trying it's been a fun challenge to try to meet Everybody's
1: needs. <laughs> it is. I mean, it really has opened some doors for us. I mean, we've we found lots of new, met lots of new people through this, and obviously we found some advertisers out of this who love what we do and, and love supporting it. But it is it is nerve wracking when you cover. We recently did one on the election on the oh my bonds. God. and (laughs) and it's it's important content and it's important to especially important to me that we share it and share it in the right way and so after it airs i have one listener who always lets me know how much he loves the podcast well he was mentioned in this podcast guess what i didn't hear from him and i was like oh i bet i got something wrong and and i it took you know but it is it is what it is right it's conversation and and it's you know well,
0: so, you know, we're going to go through our our most and least favorites. And that was my least favorite. They're all a lot of responsibility, just like the magazine. Right. I mean, everything we do is a lot of responsibility. But that one in particular felt so—it was such a higher level. There were so many moving parts. We were covering the council. We were covering— All everybody's feelings going into the vote, voting, and you know the the pushback election. We're covering the bonds and the very specific nature of the bonds, and it it really felt like I was back in school, and I was like,
1: "Well, you're terrified you're going to make a mistake and influence somebody to vote away that that they wouldn't have voted otherwise." And so that that's a lot of pressure, and and it's the same thing with the magazine. We never want to get anything wrong. We have fact checkers and proofers and and go through many levels of that. But it's a little bit different when you and I are just riffing off each other. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're very confident in the facts that we have. But right. Like you said, you you don't want to persuade anybody or, you know, that one just felt like a lot of pressure. So I think it is a pressure cooker situation anyway. Yeah, Like you're well aware of the fact that you're on stage and people are listening. So when it's a topic that's like that, that's definitely. But we have a lot that have been very fun for us. So what is one of your most fun, like one you enjoyed taping the most? You
1: know, there have been a lot of them for me. A lot of it is what we're talking about. And it's typically the stories that we're most passionate about that we've worked hard on to get. And mm-hmm. there's something special about them. You know, I loved... The you know, Shaping the Skyline story, I love anytime we talk about our best bars issue or best mm-hmm. restaurants or especially after an event that we've held. Those have been some of my favorite because I think there are more people get the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They can read the magazine or they can look online and see the list of winners. But for us to be able to share, you know, what Scott Crawford said or what Drew and Kevin did when they got the award, you know, that kind of behind the scenes stuff, I enjoy that probably more than anything. Yeah, there's
0: actually the two that I wrote down for myself for Best Bars and Best Restaurants. And we've done two Best Bars episodes because we did one on like last year's Winners and Party and we did one on this year's Best Bartender nominees. But that's what is so fun is like being able to humanize these people beyond our nominations, talk about, how you know, why they're nominated and how we know them or or their bar, their experience. And um, it is fun to just, and like giving the invitations for the best restaurants, like you said, Mm -hmm. and being able to describe something you would never see in the magazine, being able to describe like how they reacted to receiving the award or the invitation is a lot of fun.
1: I I will say I'm not a big fan of interview podcast I'm I'm listening to a couple now and and, and there are some really good interview podcasts out there but I don't necessarily love that format as much as I like storytelling but I really enjoyed interviewing Katsuji and Ford Fry um, Brad Grossman with good nights that turned out to be more fun and more interesting partly because none of them live here or, mm-hmm. or I mean obviously Katsuji does now but they're sort of, Celebrities that people don't really know that much about, and you know, they're not so big that you can't get to them, but Mm -hmm. but they're local celebrities for sure,
0: yeah. So, we asked our producer right before this what his favorite episode was, and it was your conversation with Katsuji. And, um, you know, he said it was he was very vulnerable and just. I remember listening to that because I wasn't here for the taping. And like I actually remember where I was. and I was walking, and I was very moved by it. And, well, he talked
1: about depression. He talked about mm-hmm. the pandemic. He talked about his family. I mean, he didn't hold anything back. Well, and
0: credit to you because you use the word interview. I, I would actually argue that even when you've had these guests on, that it was not an interview right. format. Like, you've, you've been able to maintain this sort of chat format that feels very familiar, which is a lot of work on your part. It's one thing to do with me. And we know that we share this knowledge over these stories. But for you to be able to, sh- to keep that format with people like Katsuji, who he, you actually know him fairly well, but like Ford Fry, I you know, did. people that are visiting, yeah. Good Nights, Brad Grossman, you know, again, you do know these people, but it's, it's different than like somebody you work with every day.
1: Sure. And, and I think what makes it interesting is getting them to stop necessarily talking about what they came in to talk about. Mm-hmm. and figuring out a way to you know get that personal side yeah. or something that you'd not expect it. So and I think they they all shared things that I didn't expect them to share. So that's it's been interesting. I I will say when we launched this we immediately got a flurry of phone calls and emails going. Well, our executive director wants to be on your podcast, and our um, banker wants to be on your podcast. I still and get them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you feel bad because you don't want to say no to anyone. It's not that anyone's not worthy of it. It's just not our MO. It's not what we want to talk about because there's so many pod- great podcasts in town.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a great compliment that anybody would want to come in here and chat with us, but... Yeah, I mean, we, you can't just have one band on because then why? Why that one band? You know, right. or one one museum director or whatever. And so if there's a story that we're telling, then it works for us to chat about that. But interestingly, our fan favorites based on the the stats do not align nope. with our personal favorites. So um with one exception, Katsuji is one of our higher ranking episodes. Mm-hmm. So that lines up with, with uh our producer Jason's, but our top one, and we've known this, we've had people approach us about this. I mean, the stats don't lie with with the street talk, but the Fayetteville Street, Bringing Back Fayetteville Street episode is our highest rated and uh, most shared and listened to, downloaded, whatever. But that still baffles me a little bit. Not that I don't think it's a great episode, but of all the, the content that we've produced, that really says what people want to see downtown, that screams. Well,
1: well, yeah, and and I think if you look at our Instagram and social media and you look at what gets the most attention and the most likes and the most comments besides breaking news is development.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People are fascinated with what's coming and what we can tell them that they don't know about. Mm-hmm. Shaping the Skyline was another one. That yeah. It's in that same list. So I think that's part of it.
0: Yeah, and then on the other side of it, obviously, a lot of our food content has done Ah, really well. And at the top of that list is your chat with Eric Ginsberg, a food writer, about several of the stories that he had worked on about the hospitality titans in the industry locally.
1: And obviously, you can tell by listening to the two of us, we're pretty high-strung. Eric is just this easygoing Really calm. <laughs> There's not a lot of voice changes. He's and so I had no idea what talking to him would be like. He had no notes, none whatsoever. And we just said we were going to talk about the people that he'd interviewed for the magazine and the stories he had written. And it was a great conversation. It was. I um, was here for that taping. And you know what I remember about that? I don't know if you remember this.
0: He he is very um. I don't know, like methodical is not the right word, but even, you know, mm-hmm. even keeled or whatever. Uh, I don't want to use the word dry. It's not in a Expressionless. Negative it's like funny, you know, like he's funny, but you didn't realize he was funny until right. a couple of seconds later. And then, so I was on the couch across the room with the producer and like laughed out loud. And Gina shot me the dirtiest look because I just think you thought that I like messed up the recording. Well, right. I thought we so were, we're going to
1: have to cut it. I didn't want to have to cut what he said because he was really yeah. clever. And, and then, I was like, And, of course, Melissa's being loud in the background.
0: Luckily, like, we—I mean, obviously, we're not back here having a party, but, you know, it was fine because we have to be, like, right up on the mic. But that is—that's
1: one. it's still one of the top— Yeah.
0: It's still getting, you know, shared a lot and listened to and downloaded now. So, I think that's one of the things I enjoy about the podcast— Side note, um, compared to the magazine. Now, all of our print stories do go online. So they Mm -hmm. have, you know, eternal life online. But I will always love the print version more. I will always love the layout and the visual of it and like that kind of storytelling. So with while people can read our stories forever, the podcast feels different. Like it feels like you can be... You can stumble on an episode at any time and then go right. back and listen. Right, you know, It doesn't and, feel
1: dated. It's right. still—the information's still relevant.
0: Yeah, especially because a lot of times we're telling you things that are coming later. The other—the the last of the ones that are really, like, the top fan favorites was The Future of Good Nights, which should shock no one. No
1: one. Yeah. I mean, everyone's fascinated by that. And and for us, that was a huge coup that we had been teasing for yeah. a while. We were yeah. excited to and have and it was that. our
0: cover story. The one that our fans— didn't love so much yes which really tells us that we're on the right track with the rest of our content is when we decided to talk about because we have um getaway stories in every issue which is like kind of a curated list of if you go to the city this is what you should do it's very insidery um anyway no so one wants
1: to read no one wants to listen to us talk about yeah. other places to go and they, how fun we had how much fun we had traveling there well yeah it's it probably, probably like okay. i know it's like, probably really?
0: like fomo but yeah it's funny because it's a great you know, for our website, it's a highly read story. But for the podcast, I think people were like, I don't want to listen. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, oh great, you went to Charleston and had good fun. For you. Thanks. good for you. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I don't care where you ate. <laughs> so I don't care how much fun you had.
0: Exactly. We learned a
1: little bit. That goes to show they want to hear about Raleigh. Well,
0: yeah, that's that's what I meant by being on the right track. I actually enjoyed seeing that people didn't care that much about that because it they care so much about the Raleigh content. So
1: local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, You can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's com. What has surprised you the most about the whole experience, podcasting experience?
0: I think I actually put a lot of thought into this. Um, you put a lot of thought into everything. Well, that part might be true. But um, I think that this debate that we've—not debate. This discussion that we've had about, like, what what is the right length that, that really entices people? Because, like, I had personal opinions about how long I wanted podcasts I listened to to be. <laughs> this actually came up naturally at Thanksgiving dinner. And um, my family lives all over the country and in Toronto. And um, they were talking about, like— not just their opinions, but other people's opinions. And one common opinion is the commute podcast and wanting it to be long enough that it doesn't end before you get there, but not so long that you have like five or ten minutes left. Right. Later. So we
1: magically know how long people stay. Well, right. <laughs> that's that's
0: why I was like, that's why I think it's funny. I'm like, okay, I totally agree with that because like if I start a podcast and I'm doing something, like a walk or a drive, and I don't finish it when I get to my destination, I don't often go back and finish it. So I see that point. But right, how are we supposed to know? Everybody's commute is different. Right. But I do think there's a tipping point. I do think there's a point where it's gotten too long. oh for sure. But I don't think everybody agrees on what that tipping point is because I ask them when they're having this discussion, well, how long do you think a podcast should be? And I expect what most of my friends say, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And one of them was like, "Oh, I love I, I love them like a, an hour," and then his wife was like, "Oh, I love the really really long ones, and I'll like
1: clean or do other things." And uh. people have more free time than you and I do. I yeah,
0: I was like, well, and she said she would go back to them. So oh. I think it just depends yeah. on the person. So the length for me is still,
1: I I think. I love the 20 to 30 minutes. Okay, Jason can attest to this or witness to it. Every time we finish one, she goes, how long was it? (laughs) That is the first question out of her mouth. How long? Because she's so worried that it's either going to be too long or too short. That's true. So that was really what I—so what about you? (laughs) You know, I think I I don't like my voice. So it's been really hard to listen to them, and we get them the night before. And so, you know, I painfully try to listen— and I think I've gotten past it. I finally was like, screw it. Who cares? You know, people listen or they won't listen. You can't fix it. It's who you are. So so
0: that was the same for me. And that's funny. It's a good segue into the next thing we were going to say is like what we hear from people and whether that's whatever it is for you. For me, it was kind of like what we hear that surprises, not surprises, but you just don't know what people are going to say. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know how friendly they're going to be or I mean, you're for public consumption once you've got a podcast. And we already had the magazine. So The Voice was something that people have talked to us a lot about. Mm -hmm. Like, we actually get... I don't like mine either. So I've have been shocked at how many people have been like, "Oh, we love listening to your podcast. You both have great podcast voices." Now, obviously, I think yours is great. Somebody you always said, say you don't like it, but like yeah. I don't like mine and you always say it's fine. Is that your mom? But you can't
1: count if your no, mom.
0: No, no, <laughs> my mom my mom actually has not said I have a good podcast voice, but she probably will now. Um, but no, I know you've had some friends that have talked well, about it at I, like some of your events. They've talked to us about. Yeah,
1: it. it wasn't as much about that. I had a client who was pretty honest with me. She said, I like podcasts, but I couldn't imagine listening to 30 Minutes about Raleigh. And I was like, wow. (laughs) And then she said, but I was driving to Chapel Hill, and I thought, okay, you said you talked about us, so I'll listen. And she goes, I went back and listened to three episodes. Oh, cool. And she said, I like the content. I like that it was, I knew the places. I knew most of the people. The one I love is the comment, I used to think I was cool and knew everything in Raleigh until I listened to the two of you talk. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I that. get that you don't feel cool, but that's our job, right? Yeah. We're we're telling you about all the stuff there is to do and all the cool stuff that's going on. So you are in the know. You can stand at that party and act like you knew it.
0: I think the other one for me is the uh, I get this comment a lot that um, you know, and like I said, my family was just here and they they've now started listening. They don't even live in Raleigh and they love it. And listen, people are going to be like, of course they do. They're your family. Right. If you know, my dad, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. But if you know my dad's family, like they're less likely to like <laughs> things because somebody in the family does them. Like They're, they're honest. Yeah, they're honest. They're That's hypercritical good. of their own. So getting a compliment inside the family is like a big deal. So anyway, my family's listening to this now, my cousin specifically, and he's had a lot of nice things to say. Yeah. And he has echoed what I've heard from a lot of other people, which is that he thinks that we have great chemistry. And I, I think that's something that, you know, it's not like we didn't know what our chemistry was working together, but it's totally different to do a podcast with somebody. And you've now been on this podcast with, you know, a half dozen or a dozen people. And I do, you can't fake it. You can't, you can't fake like the comfort or the energy or any of that. And I enjoy listening to them despite not wanting to hear myself talk I enjoy listening to them a lot. I feel like I'm learning things about Raleigh when I listen because I'm outside of.
1: You're outside of yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I do think it's just fun to do this with you. And I, not that I didn't think it would be, but (laughs) you have had experiences where it's not quite as, you know. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, not, yeah. Not everybody can relax. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I always think about that episode of Raymond, which you probably have never watched, but that he is a great. Sports writer, and he's invited to sit in somebody's sick, and he's going to sit on basically a game day kind of show, mm-hmm. and he freezes. He can't put a sentence together. He is a sports writer who knows everything there is about sports, and he can't recall one fact, one f- enough. Oh no! And there are some people that are just you know that mm. way. But, yeah, I think, I, I think we definitely have some natural chemistry, whether it's, you know, because we work together so closely. But. I know
0: you joked on the last one. I laughed so hard that it was like, I already know your
1: answer. We're like an old married couple. <laughs> we are. We're like a married couple. <laughs> so, um, so our producer gave us a few questions to answer. So what are those? Well, I had one more for you first, which okay. is a
0: topic that we want to do that we can't figure out she's how just, to do. I'm this determined.
1: Is, this <laughs> is, She's determined to talk about college football on here. And I'm going to tell you that we would probably lose every listener and every person wow. who ever tunes in if the two of yeah. us talked about football. You
0: might not be wrong. For but a myriad of reasons. That, that Okay, yes. But local sports are a big deal. I think it would be fun, even if it was the Canes. And we just can't—we haven't been able to figure out a way to do that yet. So maybe someday. Yeah. But, yes, our producer added some questions. Um, what are some local podcasts that we love?
1: Well, we obviously love the guys over at ncf Podcast. I mean, what they do on food and beverage and the people they talk to, Max and Matt, they do a great job. I listen to them.
0: I, I have two, of course, but one is Pack Therapy, which speaks for itself. I'm a Wolfpack fan, and I need the need therapy, therapy for that. But my other one is one we actually uh, did for one of our podcast picks in that ongoing column that we have it's H- Javier Leva. He has the po- the podcast Pretend and he just did a recent episode on Catch Me If You Can and I don't want to spoil it no spoilers but it's definitely worth listening to what the biggest con of all was. Oh. Um but that is definitely a hot and trendy podcast.
1: And I obviously love Podcast Raleigh, Ashton and Hayes' their podcast. I've been on that one. That was my first experience. I was I was their first guest when they had to do it during the pandemic oh really so they were in a closet and I was in my (laughs) office seriously I that for just that reason it's memorable Well, of course so what about national ones you know I'm listening to the Murdoch murder podcast which is is fascinating and it's well done and and I didn't know what vocal fry was until now so that's pretty cool y'all check it out
0: and it's cool that it's Beaufort you know like it's the state Mm -hmm. next door and I don't know it just feels like it's in your backyard it's
1: a big story I like Smartless.
0: I'm not, like, in love with it, but I like it, and I want to know why people like it, so I keep listening. I'm not, like, 100% sold on it. But so far, my things have been, like, Dr. Death or things like that, where they're, like, you know, kind of true crime. Mm -hmm. Um, That one was based on a true story, and that one was—I found it riveting. But I'm not, like, a huge true crime fan, even though I just named two true crime podcasts. So I don't know. I think I'm still searching for, like, what really fits— me, I do like this one, honestly. Like when I listen to it, I
1: enjoy it. <laughs> you should; it's yours, really. <laughs> well, no I mean, bias there at all. No. I um, I, Smartless is interesting. I like some episodes. It really, the three hosts—it's a lot of voices and it's a lot of people. That does require some. It, it, you have, it does, and they don't interview enough women. That's the other Ooh. thing. Just my thoughts. If they want to know my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think the reason why I keep giving it a chance is because I th- like I think my favorite actor is Jason Bateman. Like I don't know like what it is about him, but when he's in a movie, like I will watch it, and he's just so like he's so Jason Bateman. Like he's there's clever. nobody else like him, and Lie. so I think the fact that he's on that podcast makes me want to like it. But like I said, I'm not I'm not
1: all in yet. Yeah, think he needs to do better. No. I think well, and I think I just you know need to listen to different styles. Someone was telling me about a great podcast that's that I think it's called "Things You Don't Know" or "Things You Should Know" or something like that, and it's just you know each one's very short, like fifteen minutes, and it kind of teaches you something.
0: Yeah, I think that would that would maybe that wouldn't work. I'll try that. One. Yeah. So recently, the star from shameless was on dax shepherd's podcast and i was so excited emmy rossum and i just like i couldn't wait to listen to it and i don't know if i'm exaggerating i swear this episode was like 90 minutes or something i i like wanted to hear what she had to say i couldn't do it and also like i didn't know that it was literal that it was like kind of armchair like he's kind of psychoanalyzing her mm-hmm. i think we've talked about this on here before but anyway, I think it's interesting, all the different formats, but it's good for us to keep listening.
1: There's no point in me asking you to name one because you're going to name three. <laughs> so open invitation, <laughs> who would it be? Three people that that you could— ex- you I know. do have three, actually. Your gimme's. Um, one
0: is—you're <laughs> going to laugh. One is Boo Corrigan, the athletic director <laughs> oh, of NC State. But I have a very good reason for this. This is not so that we can talk about sports on the podcast, even though it would be. It's because, as a state fan, I admit, we have a reputation of just, like, accepting mediocrity. And um, I've been devastated by this a lot in my life. And so, you know, there's always this taste of greatness. You have some great coaches come in. You start to build build winning programs, and then they leave. And then you hire you don't go hire like your Nick Saban's, right? You hire the next coach and you make them great. You lift them up, they leave you. So unless I'm wrong, which I don't think I am, Boo Corrigan in his time as AD at NC State has not had to hire a coach for one of like the top, you know, like football, basketball, Um, so baseball. So I, I would just be fascinated at what, He Like what his strategy would be. And then also there's the part of his involvement with CFP. Mm -hmm. I think that's fascinating. So Mm -hmm. that's one. Uh, Luke Combs, who's not from Raleigh, but he is in Seaborn and Bred. That would just be fun to me. Like he hasn't been to Raleigh recently on his tours, but if he was ever here, I think that would be a really great uh, chat. And then that kind of just segues into like there's a lot of celebrities that come through here. And we've had, you know, one or two that we've gotten to talk to. Uh, you talked mm-hmm. to Marie Osmond. Um, we were trying to set up a chat with Harry Connick Jr. and couldn't make our schedules jive. But th- th- I think it's an open invitation. Like, if there's a celebrity in town, right? that's a conversation Absolutely. worth having. You
1: no, know, I, th- I think I'm pretty generic. If it's somebody who's a celebrity, a big celebrity from out of town that we can have access to, I'm not going to do a phone interview and I'm not going to do it on Zoom. You know, if we can sit down, I mean— I sat in Marie Osmond's hotel room at the Umstead. Mm-hmm. And 15 minutes was all we had. But it was still—it was interesting because you—I think you have a more personal conversation. I'm still hoping—and I have people working on it. I'm still hoping Chris Rock is going <laughs> to make his way through town um, when Goodnights opens underground. And I, I've been promised that if he does, one way or the other, I would get an interview with him. Hell, Yeah. Um, producer suggested I think this is a great one I'd love to interview J. Cole oh yeah I think you know bringing Dreamville back to, to Raleigh and to North Carolina I think I think it'd be a great fun conversation I would love to interview Kirby Smart I will jump right in um, <laughs> my college alma mater football coach but not not because of you know anything other than my love of football I love you set a
0: football interview. I know I just figured
1: I'd play <laughs> along with you but yeah, so standing invite to any um, celebrity who's listening. Yeah, you're welcome. I think, yeah,
0: music, TV, comedy.
1: And hey, here. we would love for you to leave us a, a rating and a review and tell us who you'd like for us to talk to. Yeah. So it's been a fun year. Keep listening. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh Insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters they come out Tuesday Thursday and Friday five minute read keeps you up to date and especially on Friday dish on this where to eat where to drink what to do this weekend subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com